Hey there, this is Ben Mosswoodward, otherwise known as Commander Edelweiss, and welcome to the glories of Solihull Station at 7 in the morning, roughly. I just want to apologise that the show last that we recorded last night has got a lot of artefacts in it and various other tech issues that were plaguing us all night long. Uh, I need to give a special shout out to Commander Lord Knight who has worked tirelessly overnight to allow us to actually get the show out in such a timely fashion. Otherwise, I personally wouldn't have had a chance to actually do anything on it probably until the middle of next week. And I know all the other guys are majorly busy so I want to apologise for the tech issues that we did have and I want to thank Lord Knight and We've tidied up as best we can, so thank you very much, Commanders, and I hope you enjoy the show. Broadcast from an orange sidewinder and hosted by a vending machine technician, it's Leave Radio. of Leave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Colin Phoenix Fire Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder for this episode, we have uh, Commander Edelweiss, Ben Mosswood, Head of Health and Safety. Now I'm trying to press buttons and do things and knobs and dials and stuff. Okay, you carry on. We also have Commander Shan. Hello. Hello, Commander Shan. Uh, we also have uh, Dr. Toxic. Hello. Um, Hello. Damn laptop. <laughs> and we also have uh, Commander Kurgle. Hey, good evening. Uh, we also have visiting with us in the, the Orange Sidewinder today, um, Karen. Hello. Expert. <laughs> expert organiser of the forthcoming LeaveCom, which we'll be able to have a, a chat about later. Hey. So, what we'll do is we'll quickly go around the, the group and see what we're up to. I mean, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in-game in open. This show has been broadcast from Beta Sculptorus System and head down to Smith Base, planet ABC 4AB according to these notes. Uh, and I do believe... Are we base jumping? Well, I won't, because I ain't got no screens, and I'm currently uh, telepresenced into Toxic, so the Twitch screen can actually see something, so I guess Toxic won't be either. But hopefully Toxic... Toxic can, not Toxic, sorry. Kurgle. Kurgle can I was going to say I'm not even playing Elite. <laughs> Kurgle can hopefully watch people fall down the shit down that mountain. Um, All right, so, so you... You're basically watching people base jump. I would be base jumping, but I'm sort of suddenly on last minute. Oh shit! We need to do tech. Right. Fair enough then. Okay. Um, 
Right, so if you can't get to us in-game, we're also on the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through leaveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. And of course, we're live at the moment on Twitch TV slash live radio. Quickly go round the group of this week. We've put everyone... Um, I think he's that busy with his <laughs> okay, Shan, can you, what have you been up to this week? I have been enjoying the sunny weather. So I haven't been playing many games at all because it's sunny for a week. And um, if I miss it, miss it now, we won't have a summer. So I've been enjoying myself. Good. Good for you. Uh, again, so obviously not much happening in game then? Not really, no. As I say, it's sunny and... Uh, I look outside my office window and see the sun. I thought, I've got to get out there and just get some vitamin D. Yeah, get your vitamin D for the year. Dr. Toxic, how have you been this week? I've been out in the sun, as with probably everybody else in um, Discord tonight. Not really been doing much in-game, but I have been out. Um, did some maintenance on the bike, so... Took the back brake off. Finally mm-hmm. stopped that from rubbing. Got some more speed out of it. Better coasting. Um, shed's finally done. I need to find something else yes. to do in the garden now for DIY. Yes, so the shed up, they're complete. Yeah, yeah, the shed's been done. It doesn't leak yet. Yet. <laughs> Commander Kurgle, what have you been up to for this week? I have had a crazy week. I am working hard to get the end of my uni assignment wrapped up, two more weeks, and then I can enjoy the summer too. It's going to be amazing. Uh, And then I had a disastrous moment when I arrived home early this afternoon to try and get my streaming rig up and running for tonight's tech, and uh, Windows Update totally hosed it. So I've spent most of this afternoon reinstalling Windows. Yes, yes, the Windows Update is not my favourite thing at the moment. Ben... Right, what have I been up to? I've been... I went to see Deadpool 2, which was great, I loved that. Um, apart from that, I've actually been avoiding this great big ball of fire in the sky. Uh, it's scary and it's burny and it's ouchy. Um, I've been... So thinking, you're a vampire then, are you, Ben? Uh, I, I'm, I can neither confirm nor design, deny anything. But if you've seen my haircut, that might help. That might answer that question. Uh, oh, is it sort of like a side parting, like Ray Reardon used to No, have I'm just implying I can't see myself in the mirror to give myself any styling on it or anything. Um, That's there are these things called hairdressers. Hair. There are these things called barbers, Ben. You don't have to cut the hair, your hair yourself or use the bowl in the kitchen. What's wrong with the bowl in the kitchen? The bowl in the kitchen's fine. It's, it's traditional, isn't it? That's what my mum always told me. Anyway, in game... in the garden, mate. You want lawnmower in the garden. You get a better cut. In game, I've been doing loads and loads of pew pew, and then in preparation for today, I flew over to uh, Smith Base and managed to die about halfway down the mountain. So hopefully, I might get a chance to do something later on if I feel safe with the the stream and everything like that to jump in game. But we'll we'll see about that. Um, I've also been playing GTA and uh, Prison Architect and various other little bits and bats 
something else about it. Fine, fine. Uh, Karen, welcome, welcome back. Hi, thank you. <laughs> and uh, how have you been since the last time that we've uh, we've talked to you? Oh goodness, that was a long time ago. Um, it was. <laughs> just before last, Lavecon. Um, I'm I'm good. I'm you know things are, are continuing. Life is busy as ever, but um, Lavecon's coming together. It's very exciting. It's all crept up on me in the last couple of months. Um, but yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Excellent. Um, well, personally, I've still been uh, involved with the anti-Thargoid uh, or the anti-Xeno initiative, and uh, so far I haven't lost a single T10 this week, so I'm doing quite well. Um, apart from that, uh, I have been mostly assembling models and scarily trying to paint them, so <laughs> all in preparation for LaveCon as well. Uh, so, we will quickly move on then. Um, so, Ben, what is everybody doing over um, over at this base jumping thing? What's what's the idea behind it? It's the buckyball thing, isn't it? It is. Alec Turner of the Buckyball Racers has come up... Well, I don't know if it's his original idea, but he's had this crazy idea which we were talking about last week, because uh, it start, actually started last Friday, and... We only we found out about it and thought, hey, you know that sounds like something stupid that we could go and do as well as a bit of a as a bit of a road trip because you know we like jumping down hills and things like that. It's always good fun. And basically, the idea though is the Smith Base. It's about two, uh, about two hundred light years away from from Lave, and right next door to Smith Base, as you if you're looking on the stream, there is a about fifteen kilometer high mountain. Um. And it's a very, very steep mountain, and you basically, you can, you start at the top of it, and you make your way down to Smith Base, and the fastest person wins. Now, amazingly enough, there have been some people who have been coming in underneath seven minutes. I was about 10, 15 minutes going at what I thought was a fairly respectable pace, and I wasn't even off the mountain yet. So how the hell people are doing, and I died. How the hell people do seven minutes? I've got no idea. Uh, I've also seen there's extra points for freestyling it down the mountain. I don't know if you have to survive that actually. Um, oh, we've actually is that like falling with style? That is, that is falling with style. Alex, Alex actually has just up updated us, and they've had a sub six minute run today. Two, two sub, sub. two sub six minute runs today. Which is amazing, because it's about 60 kilometres, I think, from the top of the hill to the base. Mm. Um, and yes, freestyling does indeed have to be part of a valid run, so you can't freestyle, look absolutely amazing, and then go splat at the bottom of it. Uh, there's also a height um, thing, and I saw that some people had been raised over to doing a bit kilometres, and I'm assuming they have to live as well. So, all in all, it's a pretty damn tough run, I'd say. Um, I think as long as I... If I get a chance to do it, as long as I can do it in under an hour and a half, I'm going to be happy, to be honest. Because then I'm not the last person. Yeah, that that, that was the one thing about the, the last buckyball that I did around uh, Dad's Hope. I think I was... I, I just endeavoured to be not the last person. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was second last, but yeah, that was... Uh, it's 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 fun. It's yeah. It, it, I was having a lot of fun driving down. It was just I then went splat. 
and then I went, I'm going to bed. <laughs> so, um, is there anything that you want to talk about from last week, Ben? There is, there is. So, yeah, last week we were talking about um, open play, and we kind of went in, Shan raised the point about it being a bit pay-to-win for console owners, because console owners can basically play in open if they are on a lot, if they've got the premium services. And in my enthusiasm, I was possibly a little bit over-enthusiastic, a little bit sarcastic, and some of that sarcasm wasn't maybe appreciated massively by the community. I didn't mean anything negative by it, but... And I still stand that the console gamers are definitely getting the short end of the stick. And if... We don't know what's going to happen, so I'm not going to... You know, that that ship has sailed, shall we say. Uh, there's no point getting all upset about it. Um, but they're definitely getting the short end of the stick, and I know some console gamers did... Uh, try not to... Didn't want this, but, you know, not enough of them, apparently, in my opinion. Right. Well, moving on from there... Um We'll go and hit the development news that has been uh, appearing this week. Um, the first thing that uh, uh, came to mind is that FDev seems to have hired a new science fiction-like artist. Um, in I, this is this is um, one of my really bad pronunciations, so I'm not going to even try. Can someone else make the effort on my behalf? Ignatius Hango, just like our awesome. There you go. Um, guy who did the fish adverts, Ignatius T. Riley. Ah, there we go. Um, has anybody looked over his portfolio? Because I must admit, I looked over it and I was quite blown away by some of the stuff on it. Yeah, I've had a look through of it, and some of his modular designs for like bases and areas and sci-fi like things are just amazing. So, I mean, as this artist is he. Uh, basically in the pool, so to speak, or will he be on Elite Dangerous? I honestly don't know. I I, I just saw him tweet out that he had just started work at FDev. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's really all we know about it. I hope he's working on uh, Elite Dangerous because his stuff looks amazing. And, I mean, it looks like he's been hired for Elite Dangerous if he's been hired on the strength of his portfolio because the work in his portfolio already looks very in-setting for the Elite Dangerous future sort of setting they might use him for different projects um because a lot of artists uh once they've kind of done their assets they get moved on to the next part of the project or a different game yeah so but i must admit um as a live radio i've had a look through that portfolio i was blown away with it so i'm hoping to see his his stuff in the game so uh if you want to check out the 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 images that we've got uh we have put a link in the show notes maybe Uh, designing the moray starboat and panther clipper (laughs) don't get them don't get everybody excited about the moray starboat because if the moray starboat comes Long that means that we can go underwater in in in, uh, in water worlds, doesn't it? No, we just look at uh, water worlds with like a aquamarine kind of tint on the screen. <laughs> so um, the 
live stream this week was Steve Kirby and, and Will Flanagan, and they were discussing how to submit the new player CGs. And who would like to talk about that? I thought they did a really good job of making filling in the Google Docs form interesting. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, it, it, they did manage to, what was it, an hour and a half? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty dry, but I do think putting the live stream itself aside, the new system does look like an improvement, right? I mean, there's a lot of discussion goes on on the forums where people were suggesting community goals in the past that is basically redundant because really all co mm. Frontier want is communication directly with the person who wants the idea and whether it's going to work or not. Um, and so this is actually just going to cut a load of chaff off the forum that probably is unnecessary. And you can still submit your community goal idea really quickly. But other than the way you submit it, it's pretty much unchanged, isn't it? They're not offering any new features for the community goal system. It's just how you deliver your vision to them. Yeah, I mean, did they say, what was it, maybe two a month will be player-driven community goals? And there's only certain types of activity that is acceptable for a community goal? Yeah, I mean, ho hopefully in the future they'll expand that out a bit. Um, I think it's just something they're, slow they're using their iterative process over that, aren't they? And it's just slowly getting better. Hopefully we'll get more improvements down the line. Right. Uh, well, it, it, on the subject of Steve Kirby, uh, Steve Kirby has created something for Brooks. <laughs> um, what did you think to the inflatable alien artifact? It's a plushie, isn't it? Or is it inflatable? It's a plushie, isn't it? Oh, it's a plushie. Not a oh, I thought it was inflatable. I think it was actually made by Steve Kirby as well. <laughs> it looks like a big pillow. A big alien pillow. I, I wonder if Michael Brooks' computer fails if he gets another one. <laughs> well, he definitely won't get another one from the guy that made it because on the Frontier live stream they did say that it'd taken him like 18 months or something to finish it and he was never going to make another one. Yeah, that, they, they do take quite a while to make plushies and um, I, that, that is some serious dedication, especially not only to the fact of plushie making but also to Elite to create one. <laughs> So, one of the big things that was announced this week was that this weekend, we have a bonus weekend, which goes from the 24th of May to the 30th of May, where um, trading and engineering activities will be increased. Um, now, this one caused a little bit of interest on the forums. I would like to talk about that one. Well, basically, I think it was yesterday, Frontier announced that um, all weekend you would get um, unspecified benefits from trading and that uh, engineers would now use the grade belows materials to get the equivalent grade. So if you got grade four materials for a frameshift drive, you would get the benefit of the grade five frameshift drive boost. Right. Um, this is pretty common in um, many MMOs where they have like have a bonus weekend. Yes. Um, and it, it's, it's usually done um, to 
promote player activity or if there's a special event coming up or there's an anniversary or, or something like that. And um, some people got upset because um, they said, oh, Elite doesn't need cheap tricks like that or um, the game must be dying because why else do it and stuff like that. Personally, I think it was Frontier just kind of being nice and go, here you go, have a fun weekend. <laughs> you know, I'd, and I'd, I'd be thinking, well, if people are going to moan about it, we won't do it again. Um, the, the other thing is, is that, um, and I think it relates into what a lot of people are, are reading and contributing to on the forums and uh, Reddit and beyond, is that Elite was never meant to be a game you play 24 by 7 or the only game you ever play and it's perfectly all right to not play the game for a while and then come back when something interests you so people who are looking at the concurrent numbers on steam which is a misrepresentation anyway and see it might not be as popular as it was six months ago that's kind of entirely fine because it's not meant to be the only game you ever own <laughs> Although I must admit, for me, it feels like it. But you know, less said about that, the better. Really, says more something bad about my life than anything else. Um, I think yeah. the only thing, like, I think it's not a bad thing, particularly. Certainly, people on the forums were asking for something similar to this when they were shutting down, like passenger missions and stuff. People actively asked for, could we have like an in-game cash? You know. Um, yeah run money weekend or whatever. I think the only thing Frontier have really made an error on there is that they didn't put something in the game for it, you know. Just a Galnet news article saying that there was, you know, a thing going on would have given you any all the reason you needed. But like for me, I think it's a great idea. I think it's much better than chasing um like exploitative corners of the game to make money. There is a big cash cow they're putting right in front of you. If you want to go futz it, go for your life. Also, it does say over the weekend in their announcement, but actually it's seven days if you look at the date range that they've put the yeah. event over. Which is a good job for me, really, because this is one of those weekends where the bosses turned around and said, we need you to work this weekend. And I just went, well, isn't that nice? Isn't that I, typical? I must say, personally, I had mixed feelings about it because I look at... Um I looked at what they said, all the grade four is now doing grade five. And I think, well, I've got way more grade five than I have grade four. But then, of course, <laughs> then of course you can use the material trader to get yeah, trickle down three times. You can get three times the amount of grade four than you can for the grade five. So I should probably be engineering quite a lot of my, the remainder of my fleet, even more than I have done, just simply because my single grade five FSD roll will turn into three grade 5 FSD rolls with the maps I've got. So the, I, think the I'll probably, I think I'll probably take the time to finish unlocking like the three or four engineers I haven't done yet. I don't know if it works for unlocking though, does it? If you've got the grade... I don't know if it does, does it? Well, if I step into a rank 1 modification and then into a 2, the 2 is going to use less mats to do, so it's going to cost me less money, isn't it? That's... Ah, uh, no, no, wait. I think Shan was on about actually unlocking the engineer in the first place. The I don't think up. this will... Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, that was, I was... Sorry, I, I think I must have misunderstood. I thought you were saying about unlocking the engineers. Um, uh, yeah, no, I've unlocked them. I've just got, like, four I haven't ranked through all of their, um, you know, rep levels. 
Yeah, I've only got one left, and I'm not going to start mining for Mr. Turnbull just yet. <laughs> I think it's quite a straightforward one, actually, because what you do is when you mine your 500 tons, you get the other mining requirements as well at the same time. And you can then sell the material you've mined to another engineer to gain a reputation with them as well. So you can kind of kill three engineers with one rock, so to speak. <laughs> I, I was just wondering, though, you know, we've seen this thing that Frontier have gone off and announced. And I'm just wondering, the other week we heard them announcing the end of the special day. And I'm wondering <laughs> if this is, we're going to see more of these kind of things to replace the end of the special days. Well, to tell you the truth, I completely forgot that we had a special day at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you never made use of your 10% off voucher or whatever it was. I hope oh, it's not repeated too often, to be honest, because uh, Guild Wars 1 and Guild Wars 2 does similar things. Every weekend there's a special event. And then people don't actually bother doing the content normally because they just know it's going to come around on the cheap eventually. So it kind of stops people playing certain content because they know it is going to come up soon. That makes sense. I know yeah, there's certainly we... some, some some content or some things that I'll just I'll go, right, I want that game, for example, but I'm not going to buy it until it's in a Steam sale. Okay. Um, Kurgle, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, no. no. Okay. Well, um, Ben, we'll move back to Spider-Man games then. Uh, we've got the EDRPG rewards are now all out, and uh, Laystation gets a shout on the GM screen, which is always nice. But um, tell you about that. But what? Sorry. Well, uh, there's this, this entry in here. I thought you'd like to take this one. Okay. Well, yeah. So Spider-Man games are have they've been teasing that there's something else elite related on the cards for them, and they're saying, well, they say there's no rest for the wicked. This at the end of the blog piece, there's no rest for the for the wicked, and for us, this is especially true. Keep an eye on this blog for news of an exciting new Elite Dangerous product for anyone who loves non-video Elite Dangerous gaming but can't get around, can't get the gang around for a session of EDRPG. That sounds interesting. Now, yeah, well, that uh, the Spider-Man games people are on the live stream this Thursday, so they I guess we find indeed. out then. We, I, I'm guessing we will be finding out then, and I believe that they might be joining us for episode 200 as well. I do believe so. <laughs> that should be rather Which episode 200? Well, not LaveCon. Episode 200A, how's that sound? Possibly, possibly A and B, I think. Well, they are going to be at LaveCon because, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to, up to Karen to announce, I think. <laughs> right, um, as far as the in-game events, the usual uh, news which is happening, um, this week, the Eagle Eye Systems um, to defend our LTT 8648 and Landeri 4141 after another successful week uh, of defence by the Anti-Xeno Initiative. Now, the Aegis ships and the Mega ships have now been dis uh, dispatched to Colquim and LHS-1453, where is the vanguard there, which is what I'm docked up to, and wrecked megaships can be found nearby. Uh, the Canon Lab 69 AIX speculates that both Akinar and Sol are the current destinations of the Thargoid activity. Um, is anybody else being involved in this the Eagle Eye stuff at the moment? I haven't, but it did provoke a 
theory I've got, and it's one of my wild and crazy theories, so if I'm wrong, you can't hold me to it. Go on, then. Um, well, if Frontier has a Thargoids attack Earth and wreck it, say, I don't, I don't know, pollute the atmosphere, turn it into ammonia world or something like that, then, first of all, it gives the shock value uh, for the Thargoid content that we've been asking for. And secondly, it gives them an excuse to say, well, we, you might have atmospheric planets, but you can't land on Earth because it's been polluted by Thargoid gunge. And thirdly, it's really easy to do that because all you do is you, ta- you change the texture map of Sol into something brown. Which is what they do did with Frontier First Encounters, if I remember rightly, because they couldn't map the, the planet as it was at the time on the, on the graphics engine. So they just said that Sol has been, there's been a nuclear war or something like that, and, and all Sol was was just a brown mass. Yeah, so it gives people an excuse not to land on Earth in the future, <laughs> you see. No, we, can't, we can't land on Earth because it's hot, so, you know, it kind of, it kind of um, achieves multiple purposes. Quite yeah. Um, in other news, the IDA are continuing to haul repair supplies to Titan's daughter. Um, they they reckon that it'll take another 24, 25 days of hauling. Um, uh, I think people are kind of easing off a little on the uh, the repairing of the stations at the moment. Um, so, now, have we covered the, the buckyball base jumping properly? I think we have. Are we wanting to say anything yeah. else in it? I don't think there's anything else to add. No. Um, they had an idea about attempting a Gloucester cheese run. <laughs> what the hell is a Gloucester cheese run? Isn't that the one where they take a, a, a big rail of cheese and throw it down a, a one-in-one hill and all these people have got to chase the cheese? Isn't Gloucester cheese triangular? Well, it comes in a big wheel, doesn't it? And then they cut it Not up. Not the trees. Uh, well, this isn't. This is proper Gloucester cheese, not the stuff that is given to the supermarkets. But you could just imagine. You could have a a canister of bio waste, and everybody chases the bio waste down to the bottom of the hill. I was just thinking. And next week, Colin apologises to Shaker for Sainsbury's for saying their Gloucester cheese isn't proper. <laughs> Come on, if I'm, tra- if I'm chasing a canister of cargo down the hill, it's going to be Lavian brandy. Mm, yes, let's be honest. So, Ben, are we able to go to a ad break? Uh, uh, it's okay. I'm back. I'm okay. Wait, wait, wait. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? 
Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa, sounds like you've got a case of space madness. What you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Want to be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonial 5000, you can honk and go, go, go. Gee, thanks, mister. No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumbonial 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, priapism, and spontaneous targo face. He's only a drug. Live radio. It's even louder than me. Wait a minute. That can't be right. Live radio. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Have an extra bit of Brian. <laughs> so, moving on to the newsletter 227 that, that came out on Friday. Um, obviously, the community goals for salvage and rescue was, was highlighted. Uh, decals. And also touching on the live stream. Anybody interested in the the Type 10 DeFac? No, fair enough. Um, I must admit, I think my Type 10 has to stay as really red dwarf colour. The galvanised pen job, though, is nice because I've got it on my cutter and it looks pretty good on cutter, actually. Yeah, please give galvanised paint packs for all ships like tomorrow would be lovely. I'm still waiting for a ship kit for my clippers, for goodness sake. But no. Your soap oh, don't. Oh, I have a soapbox, which you would not believe, Shan. And I'm not going to go into it just yet. <laughs> and there's a point later on where I can, I can get on my soapbox. You've had plenty of soapboxes. It's time for me later. But um, also, in addition from around the community, we have uh, people who are doing a tour of the Generation Ships on uh, Sunday, May the 20th. Oh, hang on, that's missed. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, that turned out. Sagittarius um, I was also mentioned. Um, what did anybody think about this fact that one of the Alliance Admirals was murdered? Probably had it coming, to be honest. No? Do you think it's an attempt by Frontier to introduce m more and more personal investment into the Thargoid story? What well, the the fact that these these people are just from, uh, yeah, from the storyline? Yeah, being bumped off, and you know, it's all like remember Jameson and all that kind of stuff like that. It's it's kind of making it a more, it's putting a face, if you like, to the Thargoid story and Inra and that lot. Whereas previously they've been rather anonymous, monolithic, yeah, organisations. Well, to tell you the truth, I, I really enjoy the going around the bases and getting the, the log, which basically, um, oh, and this is actually quite interesting. Um, over the last 10 uh, uh, Eagle Eye Network, normally what's happened is that they've worked out of the six locations, and at this point now, we've been through all 10 inner bases and the Jameson crash site, 
So if there are any missing in Rebases as part of the story, then people have got their fingers crossed that the Eagle Eye Network will come up with something next week. So is that a, is that like tinfoil hattery, or is there any, anything in your view to that kind of theory? Well, it all depends on whether or not we, we went through all the... Um, all the bases and discovered everything in the in in the storyline. I wasn't aware we'd found all ten, or maybe I missed it. Well, you see, it, well, that is my that that could be my fault. Uh, ten bases have been found, plus the Jameson crash site, and I don't know whether or not that's all the content, or whether or not there were more bases. A lot of people speculated that there might be twelve or something. I thought it was twelve, but it's been so long since I went back. I could be wrong. So, uh, yeah, and we've got uh, Commander Sirene hitting Elite from um, uh, Baz, in other words, from Special Effect. He's reached Elite. And Commander Bazanov has received, a, as you can see, what a Thargoid pilot might look like. That, that looks bizarre. It's I interesting. That... Yeah, it's interesting, because I always thought in the back of my head that Thargoids looked a little bit like Shadows. Um, yeah, I thought I always thought they looked like praying mantis. I yeah. don't know why. My memory still goes back to there's a bit in the old um, novella that came with the BBC version of Elite. There's oh, a bit yeah. where they're going through a space station and the guy mistakes an insectoid alien for a thargoid, and that really irritates the alien. And I always picture them like that. And I know it isn't canon anymore, but, you know, eight-year-old yeah. me or whatever, a Thargoid's always going to be that insecty thing. Yeah, because uh, as of now, we, don't, we still don't know what, um, what a Thargoid actually looks like. So, yeah. So, moving on. We will t touch on our main discussion for this evening, which is why we have Karen... Here. I'm still here. <laughs> she's still here. She's she's managed to put up with all the all the uh, all the stuff about this computer game that she's helping organise a conference for, which is bizarre. But Karen, <laughs> hello, chief organiser of the LaveCon. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, we've got an exciting 2018 event. I. I believe. I'm sponsored, of course, by Spider-Mind Games, who bring me the RPG and possibly something else coming soon. Um, so that would be fantastic. So obviously there'll be lots of opportunities to play games, um, you know, obviously the RPG with them, and that would be brilliant. So, yeah, lots of, lots of good things going on. What else can I tell you? Okay. Um, at the moment, we've got gold, silver, and bronze tickets available. Silver tickets and the banquet tickets for the friday night probably only available till the end of the week because i need to give the um hotel time to sort out the catering um so if you want to get hold of either of them do so soon um bronze tickets will be on sale all the way up to and on the day of the event so don't panic there will be a way you can get in and there will be other food options when you get there so you know you're not going to starve on us either and there are a few gold tickets available they are it's available until they sell out. So, Karen, do you want to give the listeners a quick reminder of what gold, silver, and bronze are? Yes, of course I can. Yeah, no, it's, it can be confusing, so I totally understand. Um, the gold tickets basically include a room at the hotel, 
um, for the Saturday night, although you can add Friday and Sunday to that. Um, but then also includes your meals. So you get your Saturday lunch, your Sunday lunch, your Saturday dinner and Sunday breakfast. So essentially it takes you through the two days in terms of food and somewhere to sleep. The silver tickets um, are um, include lunch on the day. So that keeps you fed if you're there for the day, but then staying somewhere else. And the bronze ticket is just the sort of cheap entry ticket as it were and um, we try and keep the cost down but it does include tea and coffee all day as well which obviously if you're at a different venue might might end up costing you a lot more than your ticket so we think it's quite good value the hotel really looks after us they're wonderful wonderful people so it's all good yes yeah, so if you want to live on a sugar rush get the bronze ticket and stuff yourself full of biscuits and sugary tea <laughs> <laughs> absolutely they do also get some canned drinks during the day and all sorts of things that they they sneak out for us um you know as extra freebies so as i said they do look after us but yes it totally would be possible yeah. to stock up on sugar um we're running this year for the second time in that we did it last year as the first go to see what we thought and um, we did the ambassador's reception which is the friday night banquet and last year we had visions of maybe it being a sort of spot of light role play people could be their ambassadors and be their characters and so we say some people were slightly into that other people slightly less convinced by that as a concept which is entirely fair enough but what it really did was it was a really nice way particularly for people who are new to LaveCon, not been there before to kind of meet some people in a quite sort of controlled environment as well because you're sitting at a table with maybe eight or nine other people you can meet those eight or nine people chat to them in an environment where you're not kind of greeted with a bar full of people who perhaps you don't don't know and don't know any names so it's a really nice way we think sort of introducing to LaveCon both for people who've perhaps been there before and want to meet some new people who are coming along but also particularly for new people who who perhaps want a slightly gentler entry as it were and kind of find their feet on the Friday night ready to be sort of hit the ground running on Saturday um so there are there are still tickets available for that again probably only till the end of the week so the hotel can sort their food um and for those who have bought those tickets, I will be emailing around very soon to get their menu choices. So the hotel know what food they're getting. Always good. Um, but yeah, it is it is a really nice, as I said, sort of gentle start to the weekend. So I would definitely recommend that. And then come Saturday and Sunday, we will have so much going on. It's it's impossible to summarise everything. But, you know, I'll give it a go. Um <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I do my best. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we are, we are mid-finalising the programme. I hope to have the full programme out this week. Um, but it will include all sorts of things. The raffle, of course, always amazing. Prizes appreciated if people want to donate things. The community has always been really generous. So do let us know if there's something you want. Or just bring it on the day and we'll put it on the, on the prize list, as it were. If, the raffle raises money for two fantastic charities. Um, they are Special Effect, who I know you are all very familiar with in terms of making gaming accessible to people with disabilities, um, but also one close to my heart, which is EDS UK. And EDS is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome is a condition that I actually have. So I am, you know, so particularly close to my heart and it supports people who have this condition that can be very life-limiting. So, you know, it's, it is a fantastic charity. Um, as well as that, what else we've got? The Frontier Panel, of course. We don't know exactly who's going to be on the Frontier Panel, but I've been assured that there will be some wonderful, amazing people on there. Um, 
we know that Frontier are trying to be everywhere at once in the next next few weeks. Obviously, with their Jurassic World um, release going on the the Monday after LaveCon, they are incredibly busy. They're off to the states. They're they're up to all sorts of things. But they haven't forgotten us, and they will definitely have some people there making sure that we're up to date on what's what's going on. So hopefully, we'll have a few sneak previews. But definitely an opportunity to um, ask any questions that you're interested in you know find out a bit more perhaps put some people on the spot and see what exciting answers they come out with so that's always really informative and interesting so that's definitely one not not to miss um they are possibly even doing us some wonderful ship skins again and um, for the last however many years they've done us three ship skins a year for different types of of ships in the beautiful lavecon of so you may have seen these around elsewhere i keep getting questions of how do i get one and the answer is come to lavecon um for those who perhaps don't have all of their collection up to date there might even be some of the previous ship skins in the raffle so you have an opportunity to to get hold of perhaps some of the ones that you've missed so they are definitely a money can't buy commodity yeah last year they had the um jaffa cake ship suit didn't they yeah absolutely suits well in in the package last year so you know they are really good so we're we're hoping but we don't know which ships yet so so watch this space we will see what we've morrow starboat crate and panther clipper is that your (laughs) is that your prediction excellent we shall see whether that comes true definitely um what else have we got going on we've got a writing um, writing and feedback workshop. Alan Stroud will be running a practical writing session where you can get some sort of instant feedback on some things, work together, collaborate on some work as a group or as individuals and feedback on each other's work. So that's going to be really interesting for any sort of budding authors who are out there. Um, and of course, those budding authors might also be interested in the Drabble competition, the average Drabble, which um, PsychoCal always runs brilliantly. Um, is of course a live live happening, but you can put in your entries for that all weekend, which you can of course enter um, via the internet as well as in person. So um, that's definitely not to be not to be missed. Um, we've got some news on Phoenix Point. Um, you can try the backer build, but also we'll have a presentation from Snapshot Games, um, sort of updating us on where they are with that and where we are, where they are with the development of the game and what's happening next. So that's definitely going to be interesting um what else have we got we've got cosplay we've got board games we've got artemis we've got vr rooms we've got author readings we've got drabbles we've got miniatures we've got quiz we've got talks we've got dockers we've got land room games and you know online land gaming generally we've got so much going on it's going to be brilliant have you got jugger this year because i know the kids love a bit of jugger don't they we may have jugger it depends if yeah, volunteer to run it. So I'm I'm looking at all the live role players out there who are thinking about coming. Perhaps give me a shout if you can help out with some juggy games. That would be brilliant. Um, so we'll see how we go with that. Uh, but I'd like to. We've certainly got the kit to do it, so we'd be be keen to do it if some people are up for that. So definitely. Um, what else have we got? We've got as I said so many things. If there are community groups out there who would like to get involved, in the past we've had buckyball races doing things, we've had fuel rats doing things, we've had live streamers on site. Let us know what you're planning to do, and we can publicise that. Let people know, put it on the program, so that nothing is missed. It's fantastic to have virtual content, so as I said, streaming, tweeting, uh, you know, everything else that's going on. 
um, whether it's on site or related elsewhere, so that people can kind of join in, be a part of what we're going. We know that we've got Commander Plater doing a 24-hour live stream over the weekend, so we'll be supporting him and checking in with how that's going. And if there's other stuff going on, let us know. You know, we want it to be a real celebration of, um, you know, the community, really, the people that play this game, that this game brings together. Um, and so we're, we're keen to support that and keen to be a part of everything that's going on. And those who perhaps can't be there because perhaps they're elsewhere in the world. We have had um, people both in America and Australia saying, I can't go, it's too far away. Well, we want you to be part of what's going on, even if you can't be there. So let us know, drop in, tell us what you're doing, drop us an email, drop um, some communications via the normal live radio channels, however you want to get it to us. Let us know what you're up to and we will make it part of the weekend definitely excellent i'm <laughs> surprised you're actually actually got any breath left in you there to be honest <laughs> and there's also live radio episode 200 part two as well so absolutely of course <laughs> yeah and i mean chris um, jarvis has said that he'll possibly run if enough people are interested then he might run a audio workshop again because i know that's been popular in the past he wasn't going to run it but he could be persuaded so if that's something you want then do get in touch and let us know because he'll only do it if you tell him you want it so yeah there's there's going to be so many things as i said we plan to get a program out um this week um but it will be evolving all the time we'll be adding to it tweaking it fitting in extra things so it's it's very much a live thing yeah, and may I recommend that after about three or four pints that you'll get involved in the Gang Beasts beat-up because that, I think, was was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. There's some brilliant games running in the LAN room because although, obviously, a LAN, normally you bring your PC and get involved, and of course you can do that, and LAN Pass is available on the website, but you can also go along and play some games on the sort of console setup with the big screen so definitely do that okay um everybody <laughs> who anybody else want to, to come on that I, I just want to say thank you to karen for helping organize all of this because it's my first time sort of helping behind me and uh, she's always been responsive to my silly questions and i just want to say thank you karen and uh, i'm sure everyone will have a great time Oh, we're having a bit of an echo here. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm happy to do that. I love the idea of bringing, bringing communities together, bringing people together. That's what I'm all about. So it's, it's very much a pleasure to be involved in such an active community. But, you know, should anybody want to say thank you, then I do accept gin and flowers and chocolate. Yeah, all of those good. <laughs> Well, thanks, thanks for bringing it up today. I was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine. Can't I claim compensation? On the far side of the bubble. On the dark side of an airless moon. On the slightly more interesting side of a ravine. There lived the engineer. The engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really 
What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, muckabate, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wabagum, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat. Noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nuka, nuka, wappa, wappa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister. You're in the wrong commercial. Well, shit. Fish, because, you know, space. Choose life, choose a shit, choose a career, choose a cargo, choose a fucking big shit, choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers, choose good health, low cholesterol and ship insurance, choose fixed interest loan repayments, choose a space station, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, choose a paint job and hire purchase and a range of fucking colours. Choose decals, exploration, and wondering where the f you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting in that chair, running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing f***ing junk food in your mouth. And choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void, with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. Until some f***er comes along to steal your ship, your cargo, and your clothes leaving your bones floating out in space. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want to do a thing like that? I choose not to choose life. I chose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? Attention, attention. Second technician Chris Forrester to the docking bay. The vending machine has broken. I repeat. Second technician Forrester to the docking bay. The vending machine has broken.
attention. Attention. Medical officer to the docking bay. Medical officer to the docking bay. And we're back. Um, the next part is uh, Community Corner, and apparently Malik has uh, released version 3 of his voice attack profile. Uh, anyone heard it or use it? Yeah, this is super cool, actually, if you use voice attack. A lot of the difficulty in getting voice attack working is having a decent voice attack profile configured for Elite Dangerous. A lot of people obviously use... Uh, the audio packs that come with like a voice attack profile setup. But if you don't have one of those and you already have voice attack, Malik's profile is set up to bind like hundreds of commands that you can use in Elite Dangerous. Some of them are like really super complex and really you should go and jump on his stream and ask him questions about his profile or post in the Frontier Forum. Uh, he'll happily give you advice or show you on his stream how they work it, it actually does something that hs voice packs don't do and i'm it, it's really cool you can point his voice attack profile at your keybinds file and it will read all of your commands in so you don't have to manually go through voice attack and program every single flight control in from elite dangerous and that's actually one of the biggest barriers to entry and getting voice attack working properly alongside like the training the voice recognition stuff uh it's really good and like there's hundreds of things in it you can get it to tell you what engineering materials you've got you can get it to tell you what interesting things are in the system that you're in it'll look stuff up in a google spreadsheet and then give you answers using the text to speech recognition stuff really good probably the best voice attack profile i've seen that isn't a commercial one and in some ways a lot better than the commercial ones and it's free you can go get it off the frontier forum so this is his profile not malik doing the voices that's right it's his set of like 300 commands configured for voice attack and elite dangerous to do everything from your basic you know, ship controls like you'd expect all the way through to complex galaxy map stuff and finding out what materials, like you can ask it for a route to a Thargoid crash site and it will sort you a route out to the Thargoid crash site. And it does that because they have an add-in for voice attack that lets it connect to a Google spreadsheet. And that is effectively the Inara database in a spreadsheet you know so there's loads of information it can pull out of that from your voice commands it's really cool and he uses it on his stream all the time so you can just like go look at one of his vods or tune into his live stream and you'll see him using it constantly throughout so i guess being malik it's vr friendly so if you're in vr it's would be ideal for using it would it yeah, I mean, that's what got me using it originally. I do have a HCS voice pack, but I use Malik's profile over the commercial ones these days. And actually, one of the things it does do is, other than some commands where you ask it to tell you some information, it doesn't do any audio because he uses it for streaming. So when you put your landing gear up, it doesn't tell you your landing gear is coming up. It just does it, which is also quite a nice feature. Um, there's also some stuff built in specifically for VR. So you can dictate messages to it and it puts it into your copy paste buffer. And then you can like paste your destination into the galaxy map just by saying, I want to plot a course to lave and it will put lave into the, 
um, into the Galaxy Map from your like sound record. It, the speech recognition on it will do text to speech and then inject that into the Galaxy Map for you. Nice. So moving on, um, that random guy with lots of whites um, has done a video of him docking backwards. Um, who's seen that? Oh, I definitely saw that. That was the silliest way to dock that I've seen in a while, and I applaud him uh, from the bottom of my piloting heart. That was <laughs> anybody who's able to dock while doing a full 360 um, in in any ship is 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 phenomenal. <laughs> I, I hate to think of what, how many rebuys he'd gone through in order to get that, that timing right. Excellent. And uh, we all love a bit of Obsidian Ant, and uh, he's done a, uh, his take on the power play proposals. Um, without going that, down that particular rabbit hole again, uh, who's seen it? Yeah, well, I've seen it, and um, yeah. I, I agree with most of what he's saying. Um, I would say that I was spitting last week because I was wanting to... I had so much to say about this but never had a chance to. But uh, I'll, I'll have a chat about that at a later point. Um, what's this, this colorized IR photo of Pluto? That's an actual photo of Pluto. It just came up on Reddit. It went past and, you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, the colorization done on it is actually done to mark different elements. So it's useful scientifically but yeah really super high res picture of um photo taken by one of our recent probes and it's yeah it's just pretty amazing uh if you actually click on the link in the show notes the full-size picture is absolutely humongous and the resolution of the surface is unbelievable maybe we'll see it in uh you know elite someday we'll actually get more of our own planetary bodies from our solar systems, textures and stuff updated to match their real life data. Well, they do do that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And um, Ben? This is almost something that I've been wanting for a while, in that, you know, we know that the view that the cockpit is giving us is fake, because otherwise we'd all be blind. And I would love for our view, I'd love for our cockpits to allow us to change our change the the wavelengths that we are currently viewing in so i can go off and see radar or sonar or alternative things you know show me an infrared scan and just let me flick through various wavelengths that we can't normally see and not even wavelength you know going right down to the micrometer going right down to uh, microwave and things like that. You, know, just you want to be Geordie LaForge, basically. Or Predator. Into, yeah, or better what, sorry, Shan? Or Predator. Or the Predator, but, you know, th that would be... I think that would be a lovely feature for our, our ships to have, because we already know that they lie to us. You mean the way they synthesise the sound? Well, the way they synthesise the sound, the fact that we stare into a white sun every single time we jump and we don't go blind you know little things like that it's not telling us the truth so show me other stuff plex is that not your pilot's helmet from your um your blacked out canopy and all of your protection in your yeah in your remlock i don't care what it is as long as i can see it yeah it's got to be the pilot's helmet that's lying to you because um even if your canopy is broken you still see that you, yes you don't get the um 
holographic overlay, but you still you do still get blinded or not blinded. Oh, but you still get it, not uh, blinded. Well, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be okay with that. So, so yeah, as long as I can just go and change the wavelength in my in my helmet, then. So what happens if you've got sunglasses on on your commander and your helmet stand? Yeah, funnily enough, your your view doesn't get any dimmer or not, depending on whether you're wearing shades or not. Okay, it's moving swiftly on. So, self-proclaimed Galactic Overlord, Zarek Null, has posted two videos of the, in quotes, kidnapping of Princess Ashley Duval. Uh, he apparently runs these live events from time to time. Um, and you can see them, I believe, on the PvP forums. Um, did anyone catch this? I'm afraid it was news to me when I saw it this afternoon on the on the show notes. That might be a Colin one, but if you check the videos, which will be in the show notes and in the PvP forums, uh, I'm sure it's pretty entertaining. And it's good people actually run these sort of events um, and get people to join in because it does add content and a bit of role play into proceedings. So yeah, check them out. And I'm reading the next article, Green with Envy. Um, because NASA has invited Elite Dangerous streamers Pumpkinberry and Ghost Giraffe to the Antares launch. I think it was yesterday on the 21st it of May. It was Monday. Yeah, yeah, it was on, it was on Monday stream at about 8, 8, 8.30 in the morning UK time. So I guess that's 9.30 BST, I guess, is it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was 8.30 in the morning and I, I wound up watching Pumpkinberry stream. And even though... The Antares is, is an itty bitty rocket compared to some of the other ones, and it, it you know it's not doing the whole return to Earth that we see in SpaceX's stuff. You could uh, Pumpkinberry was getting so teared up; it was it was lovely, and she's an awesome streamer. I don't know if you guys have watched her. Um, I think she does. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So she does um, Elite Dangerous stuff on Thursdays, I believe, or Wednesdays, uh, and she always gets cosplayed up and everything like that. And you know, she's an awesome streamer, and the she she just seems su- such a nice person. But she was getting so emotional just watching the stream, and you know, she definitely she was definitely crying in it and things like that. Um, but her stream was did really po- got really well. It was about considering the time of day. So it was like four, three, four in the morning or something ridiculous like that American time. Quite early in the morning UK time. Uh, she still had over two thousand viewers, which is you know that's pretty awesome. Uh, and it was a, it was a good stream, and she basically kept it going right up until she was off the bus and starting to drive back to um, well she wasn't streaming while she was driving but she she got off the bus at NASA and then I think she then drove back and showed us the dawn uh, of somewhere en route to the airport I'm guessing Um, Ghost Giraffe was also there but I don't know what he's actually streamed or if he's saving everything up and he's going to be making a YouTube video out of it, I'm not sure I'm not really surprised that she teared up because I think I would as well if I watched the launch so jealous I mean I I would love to go to see one and oh uh, um, yeah, Colin, who's now suffering tech issues, came very, very close to actually going to see, getting to see a launch when he was in Florida for his holidays. Unfortunately, it was cancelled, and there was there were storms, and so they didn't wind up going down to NASA. Because yeah, that'd be I'd, I would love to see a launch at some point. Yeah, too right. You don't really get many of them in in the UK for some weird reason. You know, possibly this little thing about how we'd have to launch over most of Europe might might be a bit, you know, they might get a bit upset and we're probably... It might also upset the Russians. 
the Russians might be upset, and you know we're also quite far north, really, considering the fact that we're you know what, roughly somewhere around Canada's latitude, aren't we? Would be the wind as well, and, and the weather, because you have to have a fairly consistent climate, don't you? Mm. I believe. If, well, it's also you want to be near the equator, and we ain't near the equator. You know, if you're doing a launch into even into low Earth orbit, you want to be pretty much on the equator. Um, there's there's loads of things that basically say don't launch from Britain. It's just a stupid idea. But I'd still love to see one. You can always set a rocket off in the gar- in your garden from bonfire night if you're feeling like it. I, I was more thinking about getting a bottle of coke, to be honest. Or or do what, you, what I did as a kid, which was sellotape rockets together and then light them all at once oh, call, it, call it the Falcon Free Heavy <laughs> when, when I was a kid I, I put a spider inside a Kinder Surprise Egg and put that on top of a why rocket does, why does it not surprise me unfortunately the spider didn't survive re-entry <laughs> that does not surprise me either Shan anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, Commander uh, Lino uh, 06 of Mobius has made an Order of Mobius factional map. Has anyone uh, looked at this? Yeah, I saw this crop up in the Mobius group. Um, it is just a factional map of all of the systems and stations and stuff that... Mobius have an interest in, you know, that they have um, uh, a factional presence in. And it's just another example of a really amazing piece of work that a member of the community's done, you know. It reminds me of a lot of the um, exploration guide maps, if you know what I mean, that show you all of the different um, heats and colours of stars for fueling, but as a factional overlay. And actually, it's really nice to see a star map of one factional interest in a corner of a galaxy, it gives you a really good sort of overview of how many systems they're in and how many stations they've got an interest in. It's a really cool way of visualising something in the game that you only really get a like a very obscure understanding of when you're flying from station to station or from star to star. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Excellent. Commander CXXS has asked, um, is there any chance that Live Radio can be on Spotify? And the answer to that is probably yes. Um, it's a bit... Applying to go on Spotify feels dubious, shall we say, on Spotify's podcasts. And basically, Spotify redirects you to a Google form, which goes off and says, are you in one of these aggregators? No, you're not. Okay, well, are you... Please give us the URL of your site and then we'll get back to you. So I've done that. I filled in the form and I've heard nothing back from Spotify, so... Who knows? So they, as for Spotify, and if enough of you ask, maybe they'll accept it. It might be that. Um, I've also gone off and applied to get the Lay Radio podcast on Google Play, but Google Play Podcasts is only available in America at the moment, so I had to go and do various VPNing things and said, no, I'm in America, honest governor, to get us to do that, and I don't even think in the UK we'll be able to even see them. But that has been approved by Google, so if you've got any listeners in America and you happen to have an Android device, go and have a look and see if we actually do show up on Google Play. I'd be really interested to know, because I can't even go and check, because I did do that after we got approved, but they don't even have a podcast section for for people in the UK, unfortunately. And uh, shout-outs. Who do we have in game at the moment? Well, uh, anyone doing the um, 
The himself is here giving people directions. Uh, do we know what the fastest time is this afternoon? Or oh, so this evening, sorry? Ah, I am, we'll get back to you on that, I'll ask him. Um, but there's Commander Whoever's come out here, one of our regulars. Uh, Commander Ducky, Commander Miggles, always one of our people out here. Uh, Dark Star, they're all the ones in range of me at the moment. I think it's Dukey, not Ducky. I think Commander Ducky might be something totally different, but I'm not sure. And on that note, we'll move swiftly on to LaveCon, which we've already uh, had the uh, had Karen on. But just to remind you, it's the 8th to 10th of June. And um, next week, we have um, Lave Radio episode 200, part 1, um, which we'll have a whole host of special guests on. Um, to talk about the game, the, the the history with it, where they see it going, and generally talk nonsense. Uh, so that's part one. Uh, part two of episode 200 will be at LaveCon on the Sunday morning, I believe. And uh, part three of episode 200 um, will be at our Frontier special, which will come at a date TBA. I think once they've all recovered from Jurassic World, I think they'll be... Uh, yeah, have some free time to talk to us. But uh, so yeah, episode two hundred will be in three parts. And uh, not forgetting the uh, the weekly uh, mention of the CQC Discord or the discerning commander who wants a bit of CQC action. Again, links will be in the uh, show notes. And uh, EDWTRB, uh, if you're looking for a wing or looking for roleplay groups or player bounty needs uh the link again will be in the uh, show notes and uh ben who do we have in twitch chat i'm not going to read everyone in twitch chat there's far too many uh however we do have the most the quickest time according to alec turner at the moment is five minutes and 49 seconds however the heck i did that i have no idea uh, that's just crazy fast are these runs being recorded and going these to be played are, on videos? Yeah, these are recorded runs. You basically you you rec- rec- make a note of your start time and date by the top of the hill, including your coordinates, and then you make a note when you get into a docking bay and you and again make a note of your time and date there, and that's how you figure out how you go. Uh, Vel uh, Vel crumbs. Head on, Valeriac is. At the same location, but he's he's hidden away on his Xbox. Have you got anyone with you? Oh no, he's he's all he's all alone on his Xbox again. I guess the lay radio dating service hasn't worked for him this evening. So I don't know if he's been trying to use it either. Okay, and has anyone else got anything to add for the week before we close up and uh, listen to the news so we don't have to read it? Can you talk about amongst yourselves for a couple of minutes while I try and get the ending of the show lined up? Because I'm not even—I was actually queued up for an advert break. So I guess we can talk about Colin since he's not actually on the show and can't respond to us. Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's average. So, Colin, how's Windows 10? You enjoying it? Oh, oh it's going well. Brilliant. Congratulate <laughs> Windows 10, Colin. What's that? Timmy stuck down the well. I'm sorry to hear that. Someone talk some sensible stuff, please, before I take completely <laughs> silly. Keep going, Shan. I'm enjoying this. We don't hear silly Shan often enough. <laughs> well, the thing about Colin is he wanted to have a soapbox today, and he brought it from Ikea. Well, rather, his wife brought it from Ikea, and it didn't fit properly, so he took it back. But well, that's where it's gone now, isn't it? It's back. 
Yeah, well, apparently he he because his wife had bought his soapbox. Um, IKEA wouldn't refund him, so he oh. then had to go back and get his wife to bring the soapbox back. So he had three trips to um, IKEA to uh, return his soapbox. Um, and actually, I think that's quite sensible in a way, policy from IKEA's part, because what if Colin decided to steal his wife's soapbox? And, um, Could you imagine if you stole a couple of the screws? Because there's always a couple of screws missing, aren't there, from soapboxes and in these things? Having made enough soapboxes from IKEA myself, yes, there's always some, there's always a screw loose somewhere, and it always seems to be around my head somewhere. <laughs> that's not IKEA's fault. That's your own. Are we, are we ready, Ben? I can probably do something. Yes. Shall, shall we do it? Do you, do you want to do the outro, or shall I do the outro? And you do the outro. Okay, well, in that case then, completely not Leon scripted, because I don't have it open anywhere. I've got everything else open. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. Uh, you can join us on twitch.tv slash Lave Radio. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lave Radio. We are on Discord at slash Lave Radio. Um, you can email the show at info at Lave We're also on IRC. No, we're not on IRC. We are on... Twitter. Yeah, I've said Twitter. I've said Twitter. <laughs> um, oh, Teamspeak. We're on um, Team. Is it what was it? Teamspeak.laveradio.com or something like that. Uh, we're on Discord.com, which is Discord.io/laveradio, I believe. Uh, these, the, I am totally utterly making all these up as we go along here. But anyway, thank you very much to. Colin especially, and I hope you get your soapbox fixed, and I hope Windows 10 behaves itself. To Shan for stepping in as the emergency blow-up show host. To Toxic for being Thank here. you very much. I'm not inflatable. <laughs> you are now. To, to Toxic for being here, for Kurgle for being my opening camera. Uh, to Karen for being Karen. <laughs> That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. This has been a train wreck, and until next time, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 22nd of May 3304. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Aegis Inra Link denied. Dirty, dirty drives. Concern grows over a possible weasel rat infestation threat. Aegis Inra Link denied. There is no link between Aegis and Inra, according to a spokesperson. The clarification follows the takeover this week of Aegis Corps' home system of Socho by the anarchist pirates, the Socho Gold Raiders. The pirates claimed that they were acting on behalf of the League of Reparation because of the links between Aegis and Inra. However, this has been strenuously denied by both the League of Reparation, whose mode of operation is key political assassinations of the descendants of Inra's leaders, and by a spokesperson for Inra, who made it clear that while it may be true that Inra committed genocide against the Thargoids, and that it murdered Commander John Jameson in order to cover up its heinous crime, at least Inra was competent, something that could not be said about Aegis, which relies entirely upon Ramtar and independent pilots to do its work, and that consequently it is quite clear that the two organisations are unrelated. A spokesperson for Aegis wanted to make a statement, but couldn't get his microphone to work. Dirty, dirty drives. The Pilots' Federation has announced a surprise bonus weekend for trading and engineering, which demonstrates one thing very clearly. The Pilots' Federation doesn't know what a weekend is. This weekend, which will run for seven days, from the 24th to the 30th of May, making up what would in more traditional circles be described as a week, will feature extra generous market differentials, allowing traders to buy very low and sell very high. There's likely to be a sudden spike in commanders achieving their trading elite. In addition, those unpredictable engineers have decided to run a week-long promotion during which the materials charged for engineering recipes will be one rank lower than normally charged. So, for example, a Grade 5 modification will require the materials for a Grade 4 mod, and so on down to Grade 1 modifications for which the engineers will presumably give you materials. So, for this week only, you will no longer need to scour the galaxy for pharmaceutical isolators to get those dirty, dirty drives you've always longed for. Concern grows over a possible weasel rat 
infestation threat. Concerns are growing that the evil geniuses behind Spider-Mind Entertainment may be about to unleash a bigger, stronger, more virulent breed of weasel rat into the galaxy. A Hutton Orbital dock worker confirmed that a padlocked briefcase chained to a disembodied arm had been recovered in Hutton space and that the severed end of the arm appeared to have been gnawed by enormous rodents, or possibly an airlock door. Despite the best attempts of the Hutton Orbital locksmiths to dynamite the briefcase open, it remains a closed case. Our docker informant said he believed that, after a brief scuffle, a very small representative of the Pilots' Federation, wearing a t-shirt with the number 38 on it, had taken possession of the briefcase and moved it to a place known as Frontier Towers for examination, leaving only a trail of biscuit crumbs behind. A spokesperson for the Pilots' Federation would neither confirm nor deny that the briefcase would be opened and its contents revealed on Thursday evening at 7pm. But if it is Weasel Rats, Frontier Towers had better watch out. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs>